I have to look after my body. My body is not just going to always give me what I need so that I can get through what I need to get through. Do you ever feel lost and have no idea how to get out of it? Are you trapped in old narratives that warp the way you process the elements of your life? Our guest today, James Vanderwalt, will be our guide today on how to flip the script. James Vanderwalt is the owner of Vanderwalt Coaching, LLC in California, a life transition and resilience coach who works with men and women 30 years and over who feel disconnected and disjointed from who they truly want to be. As a coach, his goal is to inspire his clients transition to a reconnected and energized life that is charged with curiosity and creative possibility. In the past, James worked as a specialist registered nurse in the UK for over 20 years, specializing in ICU nursing, organ donation, and transplantation nursing, and bringing it all together in mentoring, higher education, and coaching. Before he moved to USA in January 2020, if you want to flip the script, follow our show and bookmark our podcast so you don't miss out on our fantastic Matrix mentors. Hi, James. Welcome to the Organic Matrix. Hi. Thank you very much for having me, Samantha. It's a privilege to be here. Absolute pleasure. James, can you tell us what is a life transition coach? What is a life transition coach? Wow. Yes, that is me, firstly. Uh, Secondly, what is a life transition coach? Life is one big transition filled with tiny, little or big uh, transitions in between. And my job as a life transition coach is to guide people through whatever transition they're going through or to enable people to live more consciously so that they can get through every single transition more creatively. Um, So some clients I help through a specific transition or I equip them to deal with all of the transitions in their lives. That's wonderful. Everybody can use that. So what does a life transition look like? Um, In simple words, it is a life change. Um, Something that has come across your path and is a challenge. So it could be changing jobs changing careers, um, tough marriage, um, empty nest syndrome. I'm working with a couple of people at the moment whose uh, children are now teenagers and we don't need them anymore as much as they used to when they were little. So I'm helping these uh, women and men who um, to deal with that new challenge, transitioning from my children need everything from me to I've got a bit more free time. What do I do for myself now? My mom is going through that right now. So I love that you get to support people with that transition because if I were to put myself in a position of a mother that's going through empty nest syndrome, um, I can only imagine the opportunity of recreating her identity could be like overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for some people, it is a fantastic challenge and they get a life coach to help them through it so that they can be the best possible. And for other people, it is such a challenge that they don't even know where to start um, or to begin. And yeah, I I love that challenge to be able to dive into someone's brain with them and helping them see that actually they have all the answers. They have been there before the children. They can still be there after the children. Um, And then the nice thing for me is, is when they realize that actually the children is still there and they continue to be together um, with whatever new cha- um, uh, life goal or challenge that they have, um, which is great. Completing the circle. What made you choose to transition into a life, like a, into a coaching from nursing? 
Oh, great question. Um, I nursed for many, many years and uh, I suddenly came to a, a big change, split in the road, uh, a transition or a life challenge. And um, where I was diagnosed with, with the heart condition, which stopped me being able to do all the nursing I used to be able to do, uh, which meant I had to reinvent myself. I had to look at the hours that I worked. I had to look at the type of work that I was doing. And this was, I was very grateful. This all happened just before the pandemic. Um, so I was able to actually look and see what, what is next. And um, I was going through that process whilst moving to, to America, to California. And uh, pandemic happened. I was definitely not allowed to, to do any um, kind of ICU nursing because of the heart condition that I had. I was a high risk person uh, to get the, the COVID infection. Um, so what I ended up doing was I supported a lot of people on a support group um, for the same heart condition that I have. And one of the people in the group said to me one day, oh my word, James, you're so supportive. Thank you so much. Um, are you a coach? And I went, no, no, I'm, I'm a nurse, but I'm not allowed to, to do any nursing at the moment. And they went, oh my word, you definitely should try, you know, look into coaching because you can ask such amazing questions uh, and support people so well. So um, yeah, and that for me was a very organic, very, um, it became the next step. It wasn't really a challenge to find or think what is it that I need to do within coaching. Um, it just evolved because I was then able to really, in the process of realizing that I couldn't nurse as much as I used to, that I had to reinvent myself. Um, I didn't want to lose any of the work I did through nursing, all that experience, all that knowledge, all those qualifications. And life and health coaching qualifications and certifications was just a beautiful match when you can go and realize that what happens in my brain, in my psychology, is truly connected to my organs, to my body. And whatever I do to help psychologically myself, that helps the body. Whatever I do to fix the body helps the psychology. Um, and for me, that was the whole process of becoming very conscious to that and very proactively seeing the connection. Um, not just for my own health, but to help other people and to serve other people better. And that's how it happened. The amazing story. You're, you were chosen and you called, like you answered the call. I love that. Yeah, it was a beautiful um, organic match that just happened, which was lovely. Why do you focus on men and women 30 and, over, and older? Again, great question. Why do I do that? Um, I have worked with many clients and many patients, all ages. Um, and as I was working through all of this, I was getting to a point where I realized that the type of support that I can give, the type of education that I want to give um, and coaching was very much focused on people who had needed to deal with certain transitions. And I was best placed to deal with those transitions um, or challenges. Um, because of health. So if I use my health, for example, people older than, you know, late 30s, 40s, 50s, suddenly become challenged with the fact that they don't have a 19-year-old's body or a 22-year-old's body. You know, there's chronic things that starts creeping in. 
Um, and again, that just happened naturally where I was able to connect with these people because that happened to me in my late 30s, early 40s. Um, so there was an, an, an instant connection between us. Um, and the other reason I did that was people in their late 40s talked about empty neck syndrome. I seem to connect with these moms and dads because their kids are late teens where they don't need them that much. Um, those are two examples of why it just helped. Uh, it just happens that I, that I serve my clients 30 years and over. Um, that is not to say that I wouldn't coach somebody in their 20s. Um, I helped somebody the other day who was uh, 25 um, and who had a huge challenge where they had invested their entire life, most of their life, uh, from the age of uh, 13, 14 in becoming a medical doctor. And they started working on their CV and they, you know, putting everything together so that they can go and study medicine. And it was a, a massive wake up call for this person when they got to the age of 25 and realized that they don't want to be a medical doctor. And how do you, how do you transition from that? You know, years of investment, lots of money. Um, and so, yeah, I'm totally open for any client that comes my way. If there's a connection between us, and they they want to work with me because I, I do think that's that's a very another very important topic. Um, there are many coaches out there, and it is so important that you, as a client, you have a connection with your coach. It's a long journey you're going to walk together, um, and yeah, so that that organic or psychological um, connection is very very important. Um, and at the point in now in this stage of my life. Those are the types of clients that I connect well with, uh, the ones that are 30 years and over. I have to ask, did he end up figuring out where, where he wanted to transition to? And the biggest challenge was to accept that he doesn't want to be a doctor anymore, that he doesn't want to be a medical professional. Um, and then once that was done and that acceptance has happened, now those challenges in the brain channels in the brain for creativity is open because there's nothing that obstruction that stop sign that was in place of regret judgment um, of having invested to become a medical person and now choosing not to once that was gone he was now able to start creatively thinking about what is it that he wants to do and then that opened up the big question of who am i um so yes the work continues. <laughs> That's beautiful. How big of a role does creativity take when we're transitioning in life? Essential. Like flour to a cake. Uh, you can't bake a cake if you don't have flour. Yes. Creativity helps us ask the correct question. Creativity enables us to look outside the box. Um, the environment, our parents, society all puts us in a box and from safety point of view our brains sometimes put us into a box because that's where we feel safe and that creates our belief system that supports us through life to open your creative mind enables you to look at different challenges different transitions different moments um, in a creative way so that you can ask the right questions yeah, I always have this little vision of a, of a person in a box. It's a beautifully wrapped box, like a Christmas parcel. And they just peer over the edge and go, oh, there's more to life. There's a, 
Christmas tree, there is more presence that, you know, if I can just use Christmas as an example, but it's that, just that enabling yourself to look over the edge of the box you've been put in and realize your own potential. That's beautifully said. I love it. What was your personal biggest life transition? Oh, personal biggest life transition. I would say that was probably when I was diagnosed with sarcoidosis uh, in my heart. And as a healthcare professional, a lot of us work very, very hard um, for a very long period of time in our lives. And you get to a certain point where you believe so truly in the fact that you're there to help people, serve people, heal people, um, that you, you forget about your own. Uh, or you get to a point where you don't think, I'm going to get ill. There are other people who get ill, not me. Um, and that was, for me, that was a huge challenge to get to the point where I went, I am not going to live forever. I have to look after my body. My body is not just going to always give me what I need so that I can get through what I need to get through. I have to sit down and I have to think about how am I treating myself? How am I working with myself? What do I want for the next step? How many phases there are? And what energy do I need to do that? And if you heard every sentence I used was started with an open-ended word, so what, when, where, how, I had to get past that first phase of why. Why me? Why is this happening? Because why brings out resistance? Why is it shuts down the conversation? Why stops the creative channel? And so that was my biggest challenge, um, my biggest transition to get to a point where I can go, okay, this is who I am now. What am I going to do about it? That, that's such a pack of lessons right there. Like, I love what you said about the open-ended questions. That, that's so true. Because when I was, um, I saw this a lot when I was in, I was trying to start a business. And mm. I had a business partner. And I, I, I identify as someone being a, as a creative. So I'd always find creative approaches to our challenges. And like different ways that we could entertain our customers in a way that their shopping experience would be fun because we sold superfoods and supplements. So we had to make it interesting. And a lot of times, like my friends would be limited with, oh yeah, we can't do that. We can't do that. And I'm like, why not? And um, I was like, don't ask why, like ask how, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it is, it's about making why is a very fast question to ask um but it brings out resistance in people because they feel that you're questioning their belief system and they have to defend it and but when you sit down with somebody and you go what do you want what are your thoughts on how we're going to turn this around for our business I made a suggestion for a creative way of selling this product to our clients. You don't like it. I want to understand more. Please explain to me, what is it that you want us to do? Or what do you think is creative? Or how can we enhance my idea so that you can get on board with it? 
you know, those are all inclusive stuff, trying to get someone to to be part of an action. Um, and that was a big deal for me when I went through my transition of health, where I had to get to a point where I wasn't excluding myself from healing. I wasn't excluding my partner, my family. I was including. And then I got to the fantastic point where I realized, well, actually, I have to include my future in this discussion. How am I going to do that? And supporting people, helping people, coaching people um, through health transitions, life transitions, that was it. Because I included my future by going, this is not a limiting factor in my life anymore. This is a connection point. So that that's that's in a nutshell, I suppose, <laughs> how creativity fits into all of this. Another thing that uh, I'm seeing is that you do ask incredible questions, and I'm the more that I meet with Matrix mentors like you, people who have these amazing tools, I learned that the top tier professionals that I'm meeting are master question askers and they care about the the answer and there's mm. so much magic in that like we think that like i feel like in the beginning i don't know if it's because i'm from new york but like we think that there's something that we can say to inspire somebody else and it's kind of thrilling like we want to mm. respond and i realized that i thought i was like i was thinking i was like who are the people that i'm most comfortable with and like the people that make you feel seen heard and listen to mm the people that kind of teach you about yourself by inquiring things you wouldn't even think of. Yeah. I would love to yeah. ask you, when did you develop the talent of question asking? No one's ever asked me that. Thank you. Great question. Love it. Um, so first of all, to, to make people feel heard is a very easy thing to say but it's one of the hardest things to do. Um, you, we all want to be heard. And asking the right question makes someone feel heard. But very importantly in all of that is, as the question asker, you must want to hear the answer, as you said. That is so incredible, because then it's not about the question. It's not about yourself. And creativity enables that because I want to know everything about you so that you can explain yourself. I want to hear your story so that you as a human being can develop and grow. And to answer your original question of where did I learn about question asking, um, part of diagnosing somebody with an illness, part of um, learning what pain is for a patient, I think that's where it all started because we all experience pain differently. You know, in the medical professional we, profession, we have a scale of one to 10, you know, where 10 is extremely painful and, and one is, is very little or nothing. Um, that's fine, but we also have to understand that your nine is not my nine. My five is not your five. And that is the key to questioning. That is that curiosity about truly wanting to understand what is your nine? 
and not comparing it to my nine and making my nine your nine. That is the the, the essence of questioning. Um, is is about finding out the story of the other person and not wanting to enforce your own story onto them. Um, that that's how you ask great questions. Um, you know, I've done many courses, many um, about questioning, interviewing techniques, um, how to communicate, and part of always part of those courses are how to ask a great question. What I have found is the the last course I did was the first place where they brought together the the concept of hearing the other person's story um, and my questioning is all about learning about the other person and making the other person feel heard um, truly wanting to find out what it is that people want um, it's not about what do you want for dinner it, it's about what do you want? And it's huge. Because what is it for life, for career? Um, yeah. And then just being curious about it. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Love your advice. And and it also helps put the picture together because... Like it's an unconscious habit. I noticed in myself that like um, one of the things you said is um, bringing up our personal story when someone's telling us something about themselves. And the, mm. the, I guess in the past, like you know, I didn't pick up on like so socializing like very quickly. So I had a sheltered home, and um, also I had a very different structured home. So our socializing habits were completely different than my peers. Like I had two moms. And most people uh-huh. have a mom and a dad. So like already were there. I had a little bit, I was a little bit different with how I like process things. And I guess like recently, because I've been, I've been learning the power of question asking. I caught myself, mm-hmm. I was texting my friend. She was telling me a dream she had. And I had a dream very similar. And I, before I responded with the dream that I had, I realized that I didn't validate or acknowledge her dream. So there, I feel like that was an, that's an example of what you're saying. Like um, some of our listeners may hear, well, well, how do we speak if I don't bring up my story? Well, I think, would you say, would that be an example of when we're kind of, kind of putting our story into the mix instead of like taking in the story given to us? Yes. Isn't other people's stories more impressive? You know your own story. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to tell it so that you can hear it, you know it. It's in your brain. To always find out what other people have to tell you first. And once somebody is truly satiated, satisfied with being heard, that they will go, I want to spend more time with this person. Tell me your story. And they will start inquiring into yours. And that will give you the opportunity to then tell yours. Now, there's such great satisfaction 
out of learning other people's stories, hearing their stories, truly understanding their stories, where you you will just forget your own. And yeah, that's I I'm it was for me it was so freeing to learn that I know my story. I don't need to tell it. I know it. But to hear other people's stories and then seeing the connections. So you knew that you already had a similar dream to her because she's told you what it is. Then you acknowledged her dream. You talked about it. And then once they feel heard, they'll ask you about yours. Thank you, James. <laughs> I think this is a, a golden nugget right here. This is a great tool that all of our audience members can bring home and practice. Yeah. What are a few signs that somebody might be ready for a transition coach? One of them, I would say, is when you are stuck in a transition that you just keep repeating. Once you get that awareness of why is this, why does this keep happening? Or why am I not getting out of this challenge? This specific challenge just keeps happening over and over. Um, you know, for example, um, and this is just an example, somebody might feel that their partners always leave them. They can never have a stable relationship. And it keeps happening. But they want to break that. That's a good sign that you might want to have a transition coach. Um, because what a transition coach will then enable you to see, hopefully, um, through questioning and working, is to see that actually going back into your past, where was the first person that left you? And what influence did that have on your belief system? And is that belief system that everybody leaves you making you believe that you need to make sure that people leave you so that you can continue believing that people leave you? I was working with a, a team the other day and it was all about recruitment and uh, the manager who was doing the recruitment um, <clears throat> for his team said to me that he can never recruit good people. He continuously always have to do the work and he really struggles to find good people to recruit. And for me, that was a big moment of you're doing the recruitment. Let's go there. Let me tell me your story there don't make the story about the recruits don't make the story about the recruitment agencies don't make it about universities not producing good enough people let's make it about you that's doing the recruitment and so we, we started delving into that and his belief system was he's the only one who can do the work he's the only one qualified to do the work he was very unconscious of this and so he started, he always recruited people that couldn't do the job because that reinforced his belief system that he's the only one who can do it. And then once he became conscious of that, it was like, ah, surely there are other people who can do this. And so then, you know, the recruitment changed because his belief system changed. And um, so, yeah, anybody who's stuck in a, in a system that they don't like or um, in a moment of, um, I, I want to stop repeating this, um, or I just can't get through this. Transitions or life challenges are so overwhelming that I completely fail at it every single time. Um, you know, life coaches, um, health coaches, helps people through that by providing them with a system, with support, 
um, and you know that little person that's outside of your your zone who can say to you, "I've got you. Let's keep going." I hope I answered your question. Absolutely, this conversation is so encouraging and motivating, and I love your、mm. perspective on it because I I love. I love, 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 love that you're bringing in stories that you've experienced and witnessed. And second, I love that you're bringing in these concepts down to earth. Like it feels、mm. visceral. Like it's concepts that are digestible. On a topic that, you know, when we get triggered emotionally or when we're when we're on stress, flight or flight, it goes all limbic. I would say,、um, from a personal experience, from moments where I needed transitioning coaches, like. If you if you're a person that tends to feel overwhelmed and you you can't think and you're blinded by your feelings and it makes you react, like because、mm. <laughs> that's a, personally,、um, I I go through that. So if we have any listeners listening and you feel bad about your emotional reactions and it embarrasses you afterwards and you do feel sorry but you feel like you you don't have grips on it, it's not in your control yet. I encourage you to reach out to James because. I'm sure that he can help you transition out of those habits. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, it's、uh, you know a, a very easy way of helping yourself through transitions is to teach yourself the basics of resilience、um, and giving yourself. The second thing I would highly recommend is giving yourself five minutes once a day, where you ask yourself the questions of how is this helping me? What what can I do? To allow this to strengthen me, just ask those. Give yourself five minutes. Take a big breath. We don't have to continuously roll through transition to next transition to next. We're allowed to have five minutes of rest. What is the difference between surviving a transition or living a transition? Yes. What I, exactly what I just told you? Yeah, allowing yourself that five minutes.、Um, so surviving a transition is, oh, I just got through that. Thank goodness. Bring on. What's next?、Um, and never giving yourself the time to actually reflect on what you went through, and then using what you learned from that to strengthen you for the next one, for the next challenge.、Um, Because challenges, there will always be challenges in our lives. There will always be transitions in our lives.、Um, you know, I, as a transition coach, I don't make that go away. I don't have that power.、Um, be, be, but I have the ability to help you learn、um, how to strengthen yourself for the next transition. So,、um, living through transitions—it's in the words. You have to live through it, which means that you're conscious of it. You're aware. There is this transition, and you are your eyes are open, always looking, trying to find what is it that you can learn from this to one strengthen yourself. As I said, secondly, what can I use from this transition to equip myself so that I can help somebody else through this? A big tool that I love helping people with is to realize that this transition is not all about you. This challenge is not all about you. Taking yourself that moment to peer over the box, out in the great big world, and going, "Yeah, this is tough. I'm finding this very hard." But actually, do you know what? Look at that person in my life. Look at that person at work. I've learned this. I can now go and help them. I can now serve people better.
So you suddenly take yourself away from that transition, looking at it from an outside point of view, and suddenly it's not that tough anymore. Suddenly it's not that challenging anymore because you've got some extra stuff that you can now throw at other people to go, yeah, you take that, that'll strengthen you. I've got you, I'm supporting you. You know, and, and stop making it all about yourself. Make it about other people too. Yes, it's very important transitions that we have self-care. I'm not saying that. I am saying that we should have self-care, of course. But take a moment and look at others around you and how you can serve them, how you can help them, how, how your transition or your challenge can connect you to more people so that you can hear their stories. Because you're going to learn from that. <laughs> I love that you brought that up because it reminds me of like how you found this calling and how now you're helping so many people because you showed compassion at the support chat for the illness you're going through. And you know, I learn from every single client that I speak with, every single person I help, every single person who looks at my coaching, I learn from them. Um, We never stop learning. How did you become so compassionate and like caring for others? Was it, did it come with your career or was it something that was inside you or um, or how you were raised or how did, how did you find that compassion and interest in helping others? Great question. I think some of it is genetic um, that gets passed on from generation to generation. My, I was definitely brought up as well with the concept of um, look outside your own circumstances. Um, what is this circumstance or this challenge doing to equip you? Um, yeah, I was definitely brought up in a household that loved reflection. There was a lot of reflection, um, deep diving, as we call it. So this happened. Let's deep dive into that. How did it make you feel? What are you seeing? What is the emotions? How will you better equip yourself? And then, you know, so this has come a long way. My mother has always been somebody who's, who's a deep diver. Um, into emotion and psychology and uh, so I think a lot of that comes from that Um, and then working in nursing for 20 odd years you know there's there's always somebody else out there that's worse off always somebody out there that's sicker or you know in more need than yourself Um, and for me that was getting that balance right Um, recognizing that I need help too I can't, I shouldn't just keep giving to others. It's about filling your bucket and making sure that your bucket is full to help others, but also that it's full to help yourself. Um, And it's about getting that balance right. Um, You know, and not going either all the way to your own self-care and ignoring other people or the opposite, you know, just helping other people and not yourself. Pretty amazing. Did you ever find it frustrating when you were like a teenager, when you would be going through something and your mom is like, Let's deep dive into it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely, of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah, when there was big family meetings, mom and dad sitting us down, having big chats, you know, how did that make you feel? What's happening there? He was like, "Mm -mm, not interested. Um, But yeah, it's it's, uh, the... (laughs) And then as you grow older, you realize all those little moments were moments of equipping you to deal with whatever needs to happen. Um, And... Now I'm at a place where I'm like, oh, I need those deep dive moments. 
and checking in with each other. Yeah. James, I would love if you could tell us about your program and what a client can expect if they want to enroll with you. Yes. Um, I have many different programs. So one of the programs that I have um, is the exploration program. Um, and that is just basically discovering everything that's going on. What is, is there a specific transition you want to work on? Is there um, many transitions? Or do you just want to learn how to work with a transition or a life challenge? Um, and that's normally a three month program, uh, the program of discovery. Um, that then moves on to the Reconnected program, which is a six-month program. Um, and that is to help people reconnect with their creativity, their consciousness, their um, presence in life. Um, one of the exciting things I do is very simple. And some of the businessmen I work with has a bit of a frown, but they do it. Um, it's like, for example, to go and walk for five minutes whatever time of day and specifically focus on finding something that stands out and then focusing on that every you know for the week um and then yeah you see things you find things uh that you never saw before but yeah so that's the reconnect program um and then i've got another program which is just a quick fast uh once-off coaching session if people want to make use of that um and that is living your living your life um so people can just dial in from time to time if they want oh yeah i saw on podmatch that you offer a little gift for our listeners I, I don't know if you still do this promo but i saw that you would do like the first two listeners that approached your program that you'll give them like a, a free yes um so people who just want to dial in to um find out more about me um see if there's a connection between us see if there's potential coaching uh, that could happen um, but yeah, just a quick, you know, power coaching. They might be going through a very specific transition or life challenge and that they just need to get through, um, which, yeah, very happy and delighted to, for people to reach out to me and take advantage of that. Um, yeah. If our Matrix members would like to work with you, what's the best way they can reach you? So they can find me on my blog site or my website, which is www.vanderwaltcoaching.com. Um, my programs are all on there they can read about it they can also find my blog um, where I write um, and my Instagram feed uh, with little bits there that they can see um, the, so that email addresses are available on that um, Vanderwald Coaching is on Instagram um, and they can reach me through that too so, hi, James, I have a couple of fun questions for you. Our rapid fire. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Let's see what I can do. <laughs> if you were the ruler of your own country, what would be the first law you would put into place? The first law that I would put into place? Mm. Um, walk therapy. I think that's what I would do. So I'd get everybody walking. Um, once a day, even if it's just for five minutes. I remember I visited um, in, Itali in Italy, there's a, a town uh, that's got a, a wall all the way around it. And um, it was one of the old walls and still it's fully intact. And it's amazing at 4 p.m. every day, the entire town's on the wall, walking laps. Um, and it's so friendly and nice and you connect with people, talk to people. Um, and it's all, you know, it's not just about ourselves. But it's also physically amazing 
what happens to us when we walk the the yeah the energy that it creates the hormones that it releases yeah i think i would do that i hope i get some votes for that <laughs> it sounds like zazen have you heard of zazen uh no no i haven't actually no type of meditation that consists of walking and what you do is uh you you become immersed in the present moment so like similar to the practice that you mentioned um it's like you go walking and you like you're with the wind like you feel the wind and you look at the colors of the earth and you try to focus on just being a human walking and like from all of our thoughts and jobs that we have to do and just being like right there feeling the earth and yeah sounds amazing i'll definitely look into it i i it sounds like i do a lot of that anyway um but because i'm from a medical and science point of view i always try and look at it from that point of view but um yes i am definitely open um to reading more about that thank you for introducing me to it. if there were to be a zombie apocalypse how would you survive how would i survive uh it will be the nurse that will come out my nursing um will definitely be out there that will just be instinctively helping me to survive I, i'm sure that people will fight to protect you too <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully yes <laughs> and before bed How do you like to end your day? I end my day with my gratitude diary. Um where I spend 30 seconds or 5 minutes whatever I've got available um to write down uh at least three things that I'm grateful for that's happened during the day. Um again it makes me focus on the world what's out there uh and the positive things. James absolutely you're a beautiful person like um thank you for me. And uh, before we we uh, go, do you have any words of advice you'd like to offer a matrix mentor, a matrix members? Yes. Um oh, the accept that you will fail at first because that will enable you to sit down and reflect and ask the correct question. If you if you felt inspired after our talk today, make sure to follow James on social media and sign up for that talk. If you feel lost, reach out. Find a hand to pull you up. We all need it sometimes. All of James' information will be provided in the description below. All feedback is welcome, welcomed and helps us serve our fellow Matrix members. To stay up to date with our Matrix mentors and what we have in store for you, bookmark our website and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. It was great to have you with us on the Organic Matrix show. It was wonderful to be here. I really appreciate it. And I've listened to your your podcast a few times on different topics. It's wonderful. I can highly recommend you to people listening and following you. Um it's been wonderful. Thank you very much. And yeah, we get the opportunity for life to bring us back together again for another interview. Let's do it. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure that our listeners would love that. Thank you very much. It was great to meet you.